Good morning, Orlando. Friday morning. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch at 6 o'clock for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, two Florida deputies gunned down. We'll have details coming up in one minute. And we will have a live report on the cold-blooded killing of those two Central Florida cops coming up in moments here on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 1025. Authorities are still looking for a motive in the murders of two deputies west of Gainesville. They were shot and killed yesterday as they stopped to get something to eat at a Chinese restaurant in the town of Trenton. The officers are identified as 29-year-old Sergeant Noel Ramirez and 25-year-old Deputy Taylor Lindsay. I made contact with the families. And as you'd expect, uh, you can never be prepared for something like this. Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz called the deaths senseless. He said the shooter was found dead outside the business but wouldn't say how he died. He is identified as 59-year-old John Hynote. Yeah, we're beginning to get new information in now um, on the deputies and also on the shooter. So stay tuned for that. And, Bud, condolences are being sent from Central Florida law enforcement agencies to colleagues in Gilchrist County dealing with the tragedy. Orange County Sheriff Jerry Deming says his office is deeply saddened by what appears to be a senseless act of violence and has offered his full assistance. Similar sentiments were expressed by the Seminole and Polk County Sheriff's offices and the Orlando and UCF Police Departments. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Guns are the issue as a national school walkout takes place today. The ACLU of Florida is advising teachers and school administrators not to punish students who take part. Nancy Abudu with the ACLU says they received a number of complaints after last month's anti-gun rally from students who claimed they were threatened or intimidated. One school even blocked the exits to keep them from walking out. So if a student is absent from class for whatever reason, it should be a uniform application of the school policies. It shouldn't be a situation where a child is penalized more heavily or severely simply for engaging in this particular walkout. Abudu says students have the same constitutional rights as the rest of us and that schools should embrace these protests as a teachable moment instead of interfering. Rick Flagg, Tallahassee. Today marks a crucial deadline for displaced families from Puerto Rico. FEMA aid that allows evacuees to stay in local hotels is set to expire unless lawmakers can get an extension. A rally was held yesterday in Orange County to push for an extension until June 30th. Eight years ago today, the Deepwater Horizon oil rig exploded, killing 11 workers and spilling almost 5 million gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Senator Bill Nelson says Florida was a good distance away, but it didn't matter. The winds caught that oil slick and started sending it east from Louisiana, and it got over to the white sugary sands of Pensacola Beach and Destin and Tarballs as far east as Panama City Beach. Nelson says the oil industry is trying to roll back safety rules put in place after the disaster, and he's co-sponsoring a bill to prevent those rules from being weakened or thrown out. A Minnesota grandmother accused of killing her husband and then a woman in Fort Myers is in custody. 
Two federal marshals arrested 56-year-old Lois Reese last night at a South Padre Island, Texas restaurant about 27 miles from the Mexican border. Reese had been on the run since March when her husband, 54-year-old David Reese, was found fatally shot at their home in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. He's also accused in the murder of 59-year-old Pamela Hutchinson with the same gun. Detectives believe Reese killed Hutchinson to assume her identity. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. WFLA News Time 605. A woman breaks into a home and police find her taking a bath and eating Cheetos. That story is online at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Normally, we're upbeat, you're upbeat. It's Friday. We're heading into a beautiful Central Florida weekend. It's hard to generate those feelings this morning, isn't it, Alan? I don't can't recall seeing a cop killing like this before in Central Florida, you know, where it isn't an engagement with, you know, one of the bad guys. You know, it's just like a gangland hitter, an assassination or something. Seemingly unprovoked. We'll find out more, obviously. They're still looking to find the motive for this shooting. They know who did it, and the guy was found dead outside the restaurant in Trenton, Florida, where this took place. But uh, no word, as we said yet, as to uh, how he died. These two deputies much loved. Um, I'll share some tributes coming across Facebook to them and also the new information that is coming up on the background and, yes, the criminal history of the killer. We're going to connect with... All of this in a moment as we are joined live from our Florida News Network station in Gainesville, which is about 35 miles from Trenton, Florida, where this where the shooting occurred, the shootings. Uh, the news director there at WRUF, Forrest Smith, will be on the 50,000-watt front porch with me with perspectives closer to the scene of this horrendous crime in just a moment. Stay tuned on that score. Alan bringing us the news on Fridays. Back whenever it breaks, bottom, top of the hour, all morning long. It's Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Yaffe's our producer. Steph will be taking your calls. Our number, 407-916-5400. Our text line, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. And, um, you know, we have a format to follow here, so let me do that right now to tell you to stay tuned for your shot of winning your share of $880,000 in cash and or make your wallet great again texting contest. Listen for the new keyword of the hour. It's coming right up. Then text that word to 200-200. You could be our next $1,000 winner. Good luck to you. Also, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Something I can't recall ever seeing here in Central Florida, though it has happened elsewhere. The cold-blooded killing for no apparent reason of two law enforcement officers. Allen set the table of the story in Gilchrist County, west of Gainesville in the small town of Trenton. And we're going to get an update from a man who is closer to the crime than we are by a good measure. As we bring in live Forrest Smith, the veteran news director for the Florida News Network station WRUF out of Gainesville. Forrest, I know how busy you must be on this sad morning. Thank you for making time for us on Good Morning Orlando. Yes, glad to be here. Go ahead, Forrest, with what you know at this hour. Well, it, it, it's it's not your typical TGIF Friday in Trenton this morning. Everyone no. is waking up uh, uh, wondering if it was a bad dream. Two sheriff's deputies uh, killed, as you said earlier, cold blood. They're sitting at a restaurant in Trenton eating. This guy walks up, shoots them through the window, dead at the scene. 
Then he apparently goes to his vehicle, and while it's not been confirmed by law enforcement, it appears that the alleged shooter, John Hynote, killed himself. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement is working uh, on his backstory, his history, trying to find out uh, what was going through his mind, if you can possibly even determine that, that led to that killing. The two officers, um, uh, seven-year law enforcement veteran, Noel Ramirez, 29 years old, and Deputy Taylor Lindsay, who is 25, just a three-year veteran of the Sheriff's Office, killed in cold blood about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Motive remains unknown. The investigation is on. We know that John Hynote, the killer here, has a post office and, um, and apparently some property in Bell. Uh, as I check the maps, that's about 10 miles north of the scene of the, of the killings in Trenton, which is about 35 miles west of where you are in Gainesville. Is that right, Forrest? That, that's correct. And all these are small towns. Everybody knows everybody. So the Department of Law Enforcement will be talking to uh, neighbors of Hynote, trying to find out if there was anything going on uh, in his life. Uh, were there any uh, circumstances that led him to have issues with the Gilchrist County Sheriff's Office? And uh, to try to determine if they can. Uh, State Attorney Bill Cervone said this is the kind of thing you may never know what was going on in his mind, what led to it, just because it was so random and so, um, so uncalled for. Yeah, we're all shaken by this, uh, and, and I want to thank you so much. If there, is there anything else we need to know at this hour before we let you go, Forrest? One of the interesting points of this is that when the sheriff had his news conference last night, and, of course, there was assorted media from the entire state there, but we media members were far outnumbered by townspeople who had come to hear their sheriff, their small-town sheriff, talk to them directly about the tragedy and about what had happened. Yes, and we will hear from Sheriff Bobby Schultz with a very haunting question we all need to ponder this morning about what do you expect when we demonize police across this country in so many ways constantly? What do you expect? Certainly we never expected anything like the cold-blooded killing. It's just like a gangland hit, like an assassination of these two cops just having lunch at, right by a window in a Chinese restaurant in a small town like Trenton. And this guy walks up, puts two bullets through the window, and these cops are dead. And uh, it looks like he finally ended up taking his own life. We're going to continue to follow this, and we're hoping to be able to bring you back with your schedule permitting in the 8 o'clock hour for an update. Forrest Smith, News Director for WRUF, the Florida News Network station in Gainesville. Thank you so much, sir. Have a good morning. Thank you. Well, that'll be easier said than done, won't it? In a moment, we'll hear from the Gilchrist County Sheriff, who is heartbroken and is angry and poses a question that just chills me to the core. This is something unlike what we have seen. I want to talk to you about what I fear will be the ramifications of two cops being taken out in this gangland-style hit uh, fashion. And it is coming up here in a moment. I will tell you what I now know, and I learned it just as I came on the air, details about the history of the gunman, okay? And more on these two wonderful dedicated cops who are now just gone, both in their 20s, one with a family, another with a girlfriend. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, standard message and data rates apply. If you want to talk about it, let's do it. 
Otherwise, I've got more that I want you to hear related to this horrible story out of Gilchrist County, north of here. And we'll have an update, of course, on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. You can count on that every 10 minutes here, and that's coming up in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, we have two dead deputies in Gilchrist County, west of Gainesville, gunned down in cold blood for no apparent reason. Sergeant Noel Ramirez, age 29, married with a couple of kids he apparently loved dearly. A lot of postings on um, on Deputy Taylor Lindsay, age 25, who lives behind, at uh, least behind a girlfriend. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that along the way. We'll be going back to the story. You can count on it. But there are some real issues that are raised by by this um, this cold-blooded killing of two cops in a way I can't recall seeing here in Florida. I remember in New York City a couple of years ago, infamously, a couple of cops were sitting in their squad car and uh, I don't know, having lunch or something like that, and they were just they were just gunned down. Okay, that sort of thing we haven't seen. Every time I can remember, correct me if I'm wrong. You may know something I don't know, and your memory may be better than mine, but it better be pretty good if it is. Okay, um, that it's always been in some kind of a confrontation for one of the bad guys. Okay, we've not just seen cops just killed because they're cops for no apparent reason in gangland hit style, really. Let's listen now to Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz asking a question in the wake of the killing of two of his finest. A question, I think, that should haunt you as it haunts me. What do you expect happens when you demonize law enforcement to the extent that it's been demonized? Every type of hate, every type of put-down that you can think of, the only thing these men were guilty of was wanting to protect you and me. Wow. You know, and that, Yaffe, that is what chills me to the bone here, is that we may see more of this. There will be fear among those who are in law enforcement that we're going to have more of this. And there will be a sense among those who've considered a career in law enforcement. Sorry, I'm not putting myself out there with this kind of thing going on. And, and I, I can tell you that Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood said just this past week he's got 40 open positions he can't fill. So it's already because of the war on cops around this country and the way they are disrespected and loathed and despised and blamed for everything that I'm sure that's the reason yeah. that he cannot find enough deputies to fill out the force. Yeah, I was going to say, it already is a problem. I actually have a friend who lives up in the Alachua County area. He used to be a cop a couple of years ago. He quit because he felt like there was just a negative attitude towards cops, and he felt um, like his life was in danger. And, you know, at the time, it's kind of like, I don't know if your life's in danger in Alachua County. Well... Turns out, maybe it actually was. I mean, this, this is rural Florida, okay? Quiet, peaceful town of Trenton. Yeah. You know, killed by a guy from an even smaller hamlet, a bell about 10 miles away. Um, we now have, and the, the website heavy.com has just come up with all of this stuff on the police record of this guy, uh, John Highnote. Now, we can tell you that one of the officers, you have to ask about racial component in this day and age when it comes to cops, Okay whether they're doing the killing or they're being killed, okay? And I won't apologize for it, and I won't dodge it in the name somehow of political correctness. 
But obviously, Officer Ramirez, and, and I've seen the pictures of the two who are dead, he is Hispanic. And Officer Lindsay is white. So, too, is John Hynote, the killer. He is white. He is described as 59 years old now, but in an earlier uh, criminal report on him as being five foot eight, about 126 pounds. He has a criminal history from Pinellas County, but an old one back in 1994, accused of misdemeanor criminal mischief. The case dismissed the following year. Way back in 1978, he was accused of felony carrying of a concealed weapon, but the charge was dismissed. Um, and he has, you know, other things on the books in terms of uh, uh, illegal, unsavory behavior of all kinds. Nothing super serious. It just looks like he had it in for cops, I think. I mean, I don't know, I, but we don't know what the reason is here. But um, there you go. That's information that I think very few people have at this point on the shooter. Um, we're going to be talking more about this, and we believe that our um, our man Forrest Smith, the news director up in Gainesville, will be able to be back with us in the 8 o'clock hour, and uh, there may well be fresh information then. There'll certainly be a fresh audience here on uh, Good Morning Orlando. We want to get to this national student walkout, and we will do that um, later in the show. And it, it all has to do with um, walking out of school for the entire day starting at 10 o'clock. Kids all across the country here in Central Florida, thousands of schools they envision around the nation on the 19th anniversary of the original school massacre at Columbine in 1999. This is all about ginning up political support for gun control, okay? Uh, I'm not a fan of these repeated demonstrations and walkouts, and I will tell you why as we move ahead. But in the next uh, half hour, stay tuned because, you know, if, if you're getting really nervous about the gas pump prices here, they went up 25 cents overnight earlier this week, and they may soar way beyond that. I'll tell you how we can stop this endless cycle of occasional uh, soaring gasoline prices, but there are two things you and I must buy into in order to stop this. It can be done, but are you ready to do what needs to be done? We'll be talking about it. If you're just joining us, two Florida cops have been killed in cold blood. It's our big story. We've been talking about it, and Alan Spector now has the latest. Alan? But authorities don't know why a man murdered two deputies west of Gainesville yesterday. The fallen Gilchrist County officers are identified as 29-year-old Sergeant Noel Ramirez and 25-year-old Deputy Taylor Lindsay. Sheriff Bobby Schultz said they were shot and killed as they stopped to get something to eat at a Chinese restaurant in the town of Trenton. I don't have answers to why this happened. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement will conclude and conduct their investigation at a time that they feel fit to release information. Sheriff Schultz called the killings senseless. The shooter is identified as 59-year-old John Hynote, who was found dead outside the restaurant. There's no official word yet as to the cause of his death. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. NASA finally has a new administrator. The Senate yesterday confirmed Oklahoma Republican Congressman Jim Bridenstine to lead the space agency on a razor-thin 50-49 to party-line vote. Democrats claimed he had little management experience and questioned many of his views, including skepticism of climate change, which is a subject heavily researched by NASA. The Department of Defense is funding research at Florida State University 
that should make it easier for doctors to spot a potential suicide. FSU psychology professor Jessica Ribeiro says they're using artificial intelligence to search computerized medical records for more than 700 different variables. We developed machine learning algorithms that could accurately predict suicide attempts and death and translate those into a tool for primary care providers in the military. Suicide is now a major concern for the armed forces. It used to be fairly rare, but Ribeiro says there's been a spike among active duty military and veterans over the past 15 years. Rick Flagg, Tallahassee. The granddaughter of Bethune-Cookman University founder Mary McLeod Bethune is facing criminal charges. 66-year-old Evelyn Bethune was arrested yesterday for allegedly stealing more than $20,000 from a Daytona Beach nonprofit for which she served as treasurer. A fallen pilot for the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds is now memorialized in a painting at Orlando Melbourne International Airport. Major Stephen Del Bagno died in a training run in Nevada not long after he debuted with the Thunderbirds at the Melbourne Air and Space Show last month. If tennis is your thing, this is your lucky day. Lake Nona in Orlando is the scene of an event calling attention to fitness in general and tennis in particular. In uh, Lake Nona at the USTA National Campus, uh, we will take over all 100 courts. We're going to get over 1,000 players that during the day will be burning 1 million calories in one event. That's Jim Baugh, a tennis veteran who runs the charity Fit America. That charity is behind this event which also sets the stage for May, which is Play Tennis Month. WFLA News Time is 6.36. I'm Alan Spector, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thank you, Alan. And, of course, at 635, you can count on the Bloomberg Business Report. And it's always terrific, and it's brought to us by the one and only Gina Cervetti, who is live in the Big Apple in the Bloomberg Newsroom. Good Friday morning to you, Gina. But good Friday morning to you. So how do the stocks look to you, and how was the performance yesterday on the markets? Well, right now we've got the stock futures slipping here just a little bit as investors uh, await some earnings today. And yesterday we had some concern over earnings and tech shares came under pressure. And in the end, we had a lower close on Wall Street. The Dow fell 83 points to 24,665. The S&P was down about 16 or six-tenths percent to 2,693. The Nasdaq fell 57 to 7,238. And the Bloomberg Orlando index was down about one half of one percent. We all remember when Las Vegas hotel magnate Steve Wynn was first embroiled in a sexual harassment uh, scandal that has him kind of in disgrace now. Uh, it's precipitated some changes in his company, right? That's right. Wynn Resorts has named three new board members, all of them women, as the company copes with that sexual harassment scandal tied to the former CEO. A company filing shows that the appointments are Dee Dee Myers, President Bill Clinton's former spokeswoman, Betsy Atkins, a corporate governance advocate, and Wendy Webb, former investor relations chief at Disney. And the news this morning, Procter & Gamble is returning to YouTube. i got to confess... And maybe I'm not alone on this, Gina. I didn't know they'd ever left. What's the story? Well, they're putting their ads back on YouTube, but they're being more selective about their approach after a boycott that lasted more than a year over concerns about their ads appearing next to inappropriate content. Now P&G will only advertise on videos that it has reviewed and approved, 
and it will use fewer than 10,000 channels compared to the 3 million YouTube channels it used before. Very interesting there. And the news also, U.S. watchdogs have their eye on telemedicine billing services. Tell us about that. Yeah, they're under scrutiny, bud, from government watchdogs because questions are multiplying over fraud, waste, and abuse vulnerabilities here. Complex Medicare billing requirements are creating confusion among doctors and leading to billing mistakes and undeserved reimbursement payments in some cases. Telemedicine involves using technology to allow a doctor to interact with patients remotely. All right, and finally, the news from Bloomberg, auto loans are getting longer and longer. I strongly suspect that's because cars are getting pricier and pricier. What's the story here? Well, Americans' love of pricey pickups and SUVs is stretching their wallets, and that's leading lenders to bend over backward to keep monthly payments affordable. Experian says Fiat Chrysler's Ram truck had the longest average loan terms last year at more than six years. Its Jeep and Fiat lines placed among the top five, along with Mitsubishi and GM's Chevy. Longer terms bring risks, though. Lenders could get stuck with bigger losses on any defaults, and Experian says consumers could find themselves owing more more than their car is worth being underwater on their loan. Boy, it gets harder and harder to ever be free of car payments, doesn't it, Gina? It does. Man, it, does. it goes on and on and on. Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report. Enjoy your weekend. We'll look for you on Monday morning, same time, Gina. Thanks, bud. You too. You bet. Coming up, you want an end to rising gas prices? So do I. But there are two things that you and I would have to do and support in order for that to be possible. I'll tell you what they are in a moment, and of course, we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well here in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. As long as you and I can remember, there have been these cycles, and we're getting into one now, it appears, of soaring gasoline prices that really are a punch to the gut and a punch to the wallet. And we're seeing it again. The common denominator almost every time this has happened over the years, instability in the Middle East. It it spooks the markets. And it sometimes causes the Arabs to shut off the tap or raise the price of the oil they sell to us. And we just have to put up with it. Well, we don't have to put up with this. If you want to end these constant cycles that recur and have forever of spiking gasoline prices, and it messes with the economy in general and our own personal finances at the, you know, at the individual level, there are two things that need to happen here. You need to fully support aggressively and let your politicians know that you're all about drill, baby, drill. We are now, we've become the world's largest producer of oil and gas when you put them together. Fracking, all of this technology, it's unbelievable. But we need to go beyond that to full energy independence, and that can only be done by opening up drilling offshore, more aggressive drilling on the lands where it has not been done. Drill, baby, drill. Max out on how much oil we have that can be converted into gasoline that we don't have to depend on a country in the Middle East and an unstable supply. 
That's the first thing you need to do. The second thing we need to do is, beyond being all about drill, baby, drill, is we need, as a country, to get out of the Middle East for once and for all. We can't change it over there. We can't create democracies that function over there. We need to get out lock, stock, and barrel. President Trump, that's his policy. He wants us out of Syria. He's right. $7 trillion in treasure we have shed. The blood of thousands of U.S. soldiers we have shed. And look at it. What have we gotten in return for the investment of all of that treasure, blood, and money? Nothing that's worth a flip. We need to protect Israel. They do a good job on their own, but we'll be there for them to the max with whatever they need. Other than that, get out of that godforsaken part of the world. There's nothing good for us there. And if we don't need the oil because we're fully energy independent, thanks to Drill Baby Drill, we can do it. And we will control the gasoline prices. There will be many other benefits, of course. We won't be shedding blood and treasure in the Middle East anymore. Are you for these two things that need to be done? Drill, baby, drill here in the U.S. in a way we've never done before to become fully and forever energy independent and get out of the Middle East, save for protecting Israel, lock, stock, and barrel. I say yes. I think Yaffe is with me. I'll find out in a moment. He's sort of smiling through the control room glass a little. But I want to know what you think. Do you agree with me? That's how you end these cycles of spiking gasoline prices. And we're in one right now. And it's liable to go a lot higher than it is. Do you support the two things that must be done in order to end this madness? 407 916 Text me at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. I don't know about you, but I'm completely overdosed on Comey. He's everywhere, and I'm sick of hearing from him promoting his book. Man, and I'll tell you what, he equivocates on everything in these interviews. So many, I, I don't know. I think so, but I don't know. It's possible, but I don't know. I've thought about that, but I don't know. It's so true. He it's does worthless. that all the time. <laughs> it's worthless. And I think he's more and more being viewed as just that and across party lines because he's managed to really enrage both the right and the left. We've talked a lot about it. Yaffe, you brought to my attention um, a piece in the Yahoo Finance about um, about gas prices, you know, and they, they went up 25 cents a gallon overnight earlier this week. You know, and the gas stations that I see it say it went from averaging about 244 a gallon, a regular to 269, holding there, could well go up higher, okay? And um, it's interesting because right now we're really taking a hit. So gas goes up 25 cents a gallon. You've got to buy 20 gallons to fill up every week. That now costs you $5 a week more than it did that money you don't have to spend elsewhere. They're saying it may go up another dollar a gallon. If it does, that 20 gallons a week that you need to get where you need to go will cost you $20 more than it does now, $80 a month. And the point that's being made in this piece here 
You go up another dollar a gallon, it wipes out all of the benefits from the from the Trump tax cuts that you've had with greater take-home pay. It's all going to fill the tank. That's why this is so important. It's why get out of the Middle East and drill, baby, drill are the two things that need to be done. You with me on this? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the one way we can solve this problem is you have to increase the supply. The only way you can increase the supply is to drill more. That's how you do it. And you control the supply. It doesn't do any good if you supply it, if you increase the supply by them opening the tap at OPEC or whatever, and they just charge it through the roof. Yeah, you can right. get it, but if they charge it through the roof, you can not because only control the supply, you can control the price if you generate the oil. Well, exactly right. We would have to be the ones to increase the supply because OPEC keeps limiting their supply because they want to raise the prices. And then plus you have destabilization in the Middle East. The best way to do it is increase the supply here. We're doing it somewhat with fracking. Yeah. Gas prices could be a lot worse. Oh, I don't no think question. I don't think we'll go back to the four dollars a gallon, you know, that we almost got to a few years ago. But it's still we still, it's not enough. When we have plenty of oil resources here that we're not tapping into, yep. that we could. Yep. We're also going to um, be reporting here in the 7 o'clock hour at the top with Alan Spector doing our news on Fridays. The awful news that came out of a small hamlet west of Gainesville that two sheriff's deputies were just gunned down, shot and killed, unprovoked, gangland-style hit in the middle of the day. And Alan will also be reporting on... Um, on students staging a national walkout, leaving class at 10 o'clock this morning. All across this country, we are told and what this is all about. And I'll tell you what is planned here at Central Florida Schools, and I'd love to know in our 7 o'clock hour where you parents are on this national school walkout day. Are your kids going to be leaving school for the entire day? This is all about gun control, ultimately. And if so, what is it that they're going to be doing? Or have you told them, stay in school? We're now right in the middle of testing. You know, that godforsaken testing system we have here. But it's critical that these kids be in class. They're talking about walking out today at 10 o'clock and not returning to school and doing one thing or another that in some amorphous way prevents the next school massacre. That's a noble goal, of course. I just don't know whether this is an effective way to get there. We'll talk about it with you coming up in our 7 o'clock hour. It's Good Morning Orlando Friday edition from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Oh, 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 oh. Lest I forget, it is Free Movie Friday with Adam Tickets. Yep, they're back and they are amazing. Here's your chance to win free movie tickets. Lots of great flicks coming out, and you can see them for free. Thanks to Adam Tickets, here's what you do now. You text them, text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. Text RECORD to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win. The Adam Tickets app is amazing. It's where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. It's free movie Friday here on 540 WFLA. And FM 102.5, and good morning, Orlando, and good morning to you as we come up now on the 7 o'clock hour. 
Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Friday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning two deputies are shot and killed. But why? We'll have details coming up in one minute. And it's National School Walkout Day. Do you support it? Will your kids be participating in it? Let's talk next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio 1025. The motive behind the murders of two Florida deputies remains a mystery. It happened yesterday at a Chinese restaurant in the town of Trenton, about 35 miles west of Gainesville. Gilchrist County deputies Noel Rodriguez, who was 29, and Taylor Lindsay, who was 25, were shot to death. Sergeant Ramirez and Deputy Lindsay were the best of the best. They are men of integrity. They are men of loyalty. They are God-fearing. And they loved what they did. And we're very proud of them. That's Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz, who says the shooter was found dead outside the restaurant. He would not confirm that 59-year-old John Hynote had killed himself. We um, will have a live report on this at 8 o'clock from Gainesville, okay, from the news director of the radio station up there with the Florida News Network. And he'll be back on with us as he was at 6 o'clock. We've had cops killed in Central Florida before, but never, to my recollection, Alan, like this. No. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Orange County Mayor Teresa Jacobs wants the county commission to require waiting periods and background checks for private gun sales. The county had those requirements in place in the 1990s, but dropped them in 2011 when the state threatened local governments that imposed their own gun laws. Many students in Florida will be skipping class today as part of a national school walkout to protest gun violence. The ACLU of Florida is asking schools not to interfere. Spokeswoman Nancy Abudu says the students are participating in a peaceful expression of their constitutional rights. We're encouraging schools to support students in the exercise of their free speech rights. We view this as a very important teachable moment. The ACLU received numerous complaints from students in St. John's, Palm Beach, Marion, Lee, Polk, Duval, and Pinellas counties who claim they were threatened or punished for taking part in last month's walkout. And if this national school walkout kind of caught you by surprise, we'll tell you what it is all about, where it came from, what the goals are, and what to expect in Central Florida today. Coming right up. Senator Bill Nelson will be in Kissimmee today to meet with Puerto Rican families affected by FEMA's plan to stop providing temporary housing assistance as early as today. On Wednesday, Senators Nelson and Marco Rubio called on FEMA to reconsider its decision to abruptly end the Transitional Shelter Assistance Program and instead work with the governor of Puerto Rico to extend the program through at least the remainder of the current school year. The meeting is scheduled for 2.15 p.m. at the Hope Community Center on Old Vineland Road in Kissimmee. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Prince was unknowingly and slowly killing himself. That's the ruling from local Minnesota authorities two years after his death. The county attorney saying Prince had no knowledge he was taking fentanyl. And since they don't know how he got them, no charges will be filed. The official cause of death was ruled to be self-administered overdose. However, Carver County Attorney Mark Metz said evidence suggests that the Vicodin or Percocet pills that he had been prescribed actually contained fentanyl. In all likelihood, Prince had no idea... He was taking a counterfeit pill that could kill him. Prince died April 21st, 2016 at his Paisley Park estate. 
Michelle Polino, Fox News. Boy, Alan, it makes you wonder, you know, what might be in your own medicine that you're not aware of, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you talk about your senseless deaths. I mean, there's one right there. You're not kidding. A fugitive nicknamed the Killer Grandma, wanted in Florida and Minnesota, has been captured in Texas. U.S. Marshals received a tip that Lois Reese was hiding out on South Padre Island. They found her and arrested her last night while she was eating at a restaurant. Reese is accused of killing her husband last month in Minnesota and is also wanted for the murder of a woman in Fort Myers last week. She allegedly killed that woman to steal her identity. WFLA News Time, 707. A stoned raccoon high on weed, is taken to the fire department in the middle of the night. Happy 420, everybody. That story is online at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. I'm sorry, that struck me funny. But we need a laugh on a morning like this, don't we, Alan? We do. Amen to that. Alan Spector with the news on Fridays, back at the bottom of the hour, or whenever news breaks. Yaffe in the control room. Steph's taking your calls. We're getting into this national school walkout today. I'll tell you what it is all about and what it is really all about. And uh, let's have a conversation as to whether or not you support it. Uh, I'm not a fan, and I'll tell you why. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Immediately, though, you have an opportunity here now, listen closely, to win your share of $880,000 in cash and our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Listen for the new keyword of the hour. We're going to have it in seconds. Then text that word at 200-200, and you could be our next $1,000 winner, like the one we had just recently up in Deltona. So it can happen to you, but you got to play the game. And the text word is coming up, the keyword of the hour and then an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, if it's been a topic of conversation around the dinner table or the breakfast table at your place with your kids, this national school walkout scheduled in Central Florida for thousands of schools around the country today, I'd like to know what you think of this movement and the latest expression of it. And whether or not your kids are going to participate and how they feel about it and what they're going to be doing. So join the conversation on the 50,000-watt front porch at 407-916-5400. You can text at 23680. Standard message and data rates applying there. From the New York Times and other sources, let me give you a quick handle on on exactly um, what this is all about. It's really all about gun control, okay? But it doesn't seem to have a really clear, cohesive, uniform message. And I'm not a fan of blowing out an entire school day, particularly in the middle of testing season here in Central Florida. But let me tell you what this is about and how it's supposed to go down. The National School Walkout is being staged today to mark the 19th anniversary of the original school massacre at Columbine, the high school out in Colorado where 13 kids were slaughtered by a couple of young students in 1999. Okay, that's what this is pegged to. Participants in the walkout will be leaving their classes at 10 o'clock this morning. Yes, there will be 13 seconds of silence to wander the 13 dead in Columbine, but the kids aren't coming back. They're walking out of school at 10 o'clock this morning, and they are not coming back into class to study. They may be meeting in groups somewhere in the school to talk over issues of gun violence and what to do about it, 
They may be holding workshops elsewhere, whatever. We don't know. All kinds of possibilities, okay? They're going to exit the school for the day wearing orange, a color that is now associated with the gun control movement. After they leave their buildings, participants will gather, as I said, to observe 13 seconds of silence to honor the victims of Columbine 19 years ago when these kids were not even born. National organizers are calling this a a day-long opportunity for activism. Uh, On their National School Walkout website, organizers encourage participants to hold marches, participate in voter registration drives, and set up speeches. Your kids involved in this, are they participating? Have you green-lighted it, or have you told them not to, to stay in school and study? 407-916-5400. The idea did not come out of Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, in Broward County, as many believe. The genesis for this came from a young lady by the name of Lane Murdoch, a sophomore in a high school up in Connecticut, about 20 miles from Newtown, the site of that mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in 2012. She put together a petition on change.org and uh, cited the mass shooting at uh, the school in Broward County as a catalyst for the event, saying it is time for teenagers to speak their minds and put their frustration into action. The goals expressed on the walkout's website, the event has three goals, to hold elected officials accountable, to advocate solutions to gun violence, and to encourage students to be more engaged in politics. They want to pressure Congress. They want to pressure state and local governments for more gun control measures, okay? That's what they really want to do. This is all about gun control. Of course, the degree to which various people participating in the walkout want gun control varies. There doesn't seem to be any uniform approach like gun confiscation, um, get rid of all AR-15s, whatever, just better background checks. They're all over the place on this. They hope to register voters, register more young Americans to vote in hope of electing candidates who support gun control. That is really what this is all about. Now, I can tell you how school systems in Central Florida, I'll just give you a sampling of them, are going to be responding to this today. I don't see any school system that plans to penalize these kids if they just walk out for the day at 10 o'clock this morning. There are some that are encouraging it, some who are offering opportunities for various activities associated with a walkout, and there are other schools who are just saying we're kind of neutral on it, but if the kids want to go, they can go. Um, I just don't know whether this is an effective way to get the changes that these kids want And you're blowing out an entire day of school. Are you kidding me? Particularly at this time of year in Central Florida with testing? 407-916-5400. I'm not a big fan. We've already had a couple of walkouts, haven't we? We had one, I know. Then we had the national protest in Washington and across the country. 407-916-5400. Where are you in the national school walkout? And have you talked it over with your kids? And what do they plan to do today? And how do you feel about it? And how do they feel about it all? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Make a great radio listening experience, which I hope it is here on WFLA, or you'd be listening to somebody else, right? Make it even better. Download the absolutely free and phenomenal, totally redesigned, user-friendly, high-tech iHeartRadio app. It is free. Download it now. It'll blow your mind. More coming up along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
Jaffe, we've been wondering why we're not getting any calls on the National School Walkout Day and technical difficulties. What's been going on and is it fixed? Yeah, I was getting reports of this. I mean, the Internet went down here, and apparently on our iHeartRadio stream, we were having issues where it was looping and just repeating the same commercial. And our 102.5 was having issues. Apparently, it's all working now. I mean, I was getting really close to getting a megaphone and having you go out on the street, bud, and just uh, do the show from the streets, well, I, yelling I, to people I, listen, and maybe in traffic. I, we know our audience and what they'll <laughs> respond to on the phones and the text line. We're, you know, we bring you the news and we're the place to talk about it. And all of a sudden, wait, are you kidding me? Nobody's calling on this national school walkout yeah. day. But the texters you have some now that we have do have surfaced. texters. Yeah, what are they saying? So, about all so this? we won't have to give you the megaphone and send you out to the streets and from the. You could be like the town crier or something. We <laughs> thought we were going to have to bring that back. Hear ye, hear ye, <laughs> the national school walkout. <laughs> so, All right, go but, ahead. Give, but me the, yeah, so give me the text line. Getting a bunch but... of texts on this, actually. One person said hear this. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Read all about it. No. <laughs> uh, kids, <laughs> kids are kids. One person says, this is a party time away from school. Ah. Anytime kids can get out of school, they will, period. I tend to agree with that. I bet you most kids are just using this as an excuse. What about it, Steph? You're nodding your head over there with a big smile on your face. I mean, come on. We all know this is what it is, right? You agree? Yeah, definitely. I shouldn't talk. I skipped a lot. (laughs) Why am I not surprised by that? There's... (laughs) <laughs> There's some hardcore, no no question, you know, who who have a passion and an agenda, et cetera, you know, are all into the gun control aspect of this. But I think there are a lot of kids who are <laughs> piggybacking on that and say, yeah. yeah, we are out the door. See you at the beach. Yeah. One person said this said, let's see how many kids participate in the protest if it's held after school hours. They ought to hold it on a weekend <laughs> or something. You know, that's what I think. Then we'll see who's Ridiculous. really committed here. It's supposed to happen in like. 3,000 schools across the country and a bunch of them here in Central Florida. Uh, Just a sampling, um, some school districts have been polled about this. Orange County Public Schools statement, they are neither encouraging nor encouraging student activities related to proposed walkouts. Uh, Each school will handle their student requests on an individual basis. No plans to discipline students. Uh, And we're seeing that everywhere um, for for this. They can just go, claim they're going to do something productive, and that's it. Osceola County, a spokesperson says, not aware of any planned walkouts. We're hearing that from Lake County as well. If students make the uh, choice to leave, they're not going to be confronted or penalized. Um, Lake County, pretty much the same deal. The district is in heavy testing season, and all of them are. School officials there say they really want to minimize disruptions. They'd, They'd like to have the kids stay in school. So would I. Marion County District says instead of a walkout, they're being asked to use a 30-minute time period to exchange ideas. We'll see whether they do that or hit the beach for the day. We'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll follow it along the way. By the way, I do have some texters who don't have a problem with it. One person says, no problem with it at all. My kids don't have any tests today. Another person uh, says, I totally support what the kids are doing. Where are you on it, Yaffe? I'm not a fan of this. I think we don't need another walkout here. And, and and I don't see a really focused message, kind of generic, yeah, we want gun safety, safer schools, and who doesn't? And gun I control mean, is really the heart of this for the activists who are back, backing this thing. Well, that's the thing. If you watch CNN, then, of course, the message would be gun control. But there are a lot of kids in this country that don't support gun control. I don't support these walkouts at all. I just don't think school is the place for this kind of thing. 
I'm all for kids being involved, speaking out politically, but school is not the place to do that. It's a place to learn and go to class. If you want to talk about things and discuss it in class, it's fine. But to start having walkouts all the time, it just interrupts what you're there for. I think they're trying to keep this thing going. They feel like in the wake of the Parkland massacre, geez, things have kind of settled down. We have the March on Washington, the March for Our Lives. On the first anniversary of that massacre, we had to walk out for 17 minutes or something for the 17 who were slaughtered down in Broward County in the high school. Now what are we going to do? Oh, let's peg it to Columbine that happened before any of us were born. And now what are we going to do? They're going to have to come up with another another handle for another walkout along yeah. the way to keep the momentum going. We'll see how it plays out. Good morning to you here, and if you're just joining us right now, Alan Spector with the news, leading off with the big story of the morning we've been talking about since 6 o'clock, and it is a heartbreaker. Bud, two Florida deputies are murdered, and the motive remains a mystery. 29-year-old Sergeant Noel Ramirez and 25-year-old Deputy Taylor Lindsay of the Gilchrist County Sheriff's Office were shot to death yesterday while eating lunch at a Chinese restaurant in Trenton, west of Gainesville. The killer shot the men through a restaurant window. The only thing these men were guilty of was wanting to protect you and me. They just wanted to go get something to eat, and they just wanted to do their job. Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz says the shooter, 59-year-old John Hynote, was found dead outside the restaurant. Schultz would not say how he died. Alan, I have new information on the killer in particular and some really touching tributes to the fallen deputies. And we're going to have a live report from our man in Gainesville on this, not far from the scene of the killings, in our 8 o'clock hour. All right, bud, this news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. NASA is getting a new boss. By a single vote, the U.S. Senate voted Thursday to confirm Oklahoma Congressman Jim Bridenstine as NASA's new administrator. The Republican is the first congressman to serve in that position. President Trump's nomination of Bridenstine has been controversial. Critics say he has limited knowledge of space policy and lacks formal space or science qualifications. Researchers at Florida State University are getting $1.5 million from the Pentagon over the next three years to develop a better way to diagnose suicidal soldiers and veterans. FSU psychology professor Jessica Ribeiro says they use artificial intelligence to look for 700 different variables in the patient's medical records, and it all happens automatically. We, as humans, can't really cognitively manage that very accurately. Our conventional approach just really can't get at the complexity the way that uh, machines can. Ribeiro says the program can predict with 80 to 90 percent accuracy whether someone will attempt suicide as much as two years into the future. The current accuracy rate is only about 50%. A man is looking for answers after his girlfriend died just after being booked into the Orange County Jail. Melissa Rogers was arrested last month for shoplifting. Three hours later, she was found dead, and the sheriff's office is investigating. As if there weren't enough ways to steal your identity, scammers have come up with a new technique to get you to give up your password. Brian Oglesby at the West Florida Better Business Bureau explains tab napping. Tab napping is a technique out there uh, that scammers use to hijack inactive browser tabs. In other words, if you're sitting at your desk and you have several browser tabs open, crooks can grab one and replace it with something that looks like a login page for a popular site such as Facebook or your email. You think it's real and enter your name and password and they've got you. 
Oglesby says check the URL before you enter your personal information, and if the scammers do get you, make sure you change your passwords. Elsewhere, bud, mm-hmm. today is Tax Freedom Day. Yeah? The Tax Foundation says this is the day when most Americans have earned enough money to collectively cover their 2018 tax bill. This year it took 109 days. Tax freedom does not arrive at the same time everywhere in the U.S. In Alaska and Louisiana, Tax Freedom Day came way back on April 4th. In New York, it won't come until May 14th. I can remember when nationally it didn't come until May. So, I mean, as heavily taxed and overtaxed as I still think we are, um, that's encouraging to me. What else is going on, Alan? Well, checking your smartphone before and after sleep could be adding to your stress. A recent poll found 63% of Americans keep their phones near the bed so it's the last thing they look at before going to sleep and the first thing they see when they wake up. Now a new study at the University of East London says checking the phone before and after sleep is causing millennials stress and anxiety. The study found that leaving your smartphone outside the bedroom while you sleep can improve your mental well-being in as little as one week. Well, let's check in the control room where we have our house millennials, Yaffe and Stephanie. Is that the way it is with you guys? Man, the way you say house millennials, very degrading. Yeah, sounds it is. like. Pretty much. <laughs> I used to be like that, <laughs> but it's right, you're right, it does cause stress, and I try not to do it anymore. I really try not to check my phone before I go to bed. Steph? I think you already know the answer to that one. Well, let's have it. <laughs> of course I do. Doesn't it make you crazy? No, I'm fine. I'm not oh, stressed. We'll, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. Not... yeah, the jury's out. <laughs> I do check it in the mornings a lot of times cause just to see if I got an important email or something. Oh, he does check it in the mornings. But not before I go to bed. But not before he goes to bed. How about you on that, Alan? I have my cell phone. I charge it overnight, yeah. and I put it under my pillow. But oh, I'm a, really? What, is this like you're waiting for the, the, the phone fairy or something? But I'm a... <laughs> it's like the tooth fairy. But I'm puts a, it under his pillow? I'm a baby boomer. I'm not a millennial, so I can do whatever I want. I don't get it. Why do you put it under your pillow? Uh, well, for one reason, I don't have a <laughs> nightstand next to my bed. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good reason. I'm still furnishing the place. and <laughs> He's waiting for the phone fairy. And uh, I actually, I use the cell phone as my alarm as well. Oh, yeah. A lot to of get up in the morning. So yeah. it's yeah, important I, to have yeah. it near me. Yeah, I use it as an alarm, too. So you all wonder why the Bud Man is always so cool, calm, and collected. Nobody wondered fire. that. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I've never met a person who ever wondered that. Because <laughs> I have a dumb phone, okay? I got my little flip phone here. You all mock me out. But this thing never causes any stress. If I want to make a call, I make it. If I want to take a call, I take it. Kiss the rest of the world goodbye. That's why I am Mr. Cool, calm and collected. No stress, bud man. Yeah, relax, man. You're not buying that, are you? No. <laughs> Play some commercials. But it's true about the dumb phone. <laughs> Alan, catch you at 8 o'clock for more news, okay? Sure. Yeah. In the meantime... Stay cool, man. This is, this is going to be interesting. Yaffe claims the technology is working... We weren't even on the air on 102.5 FM for quite a while, so you may have all gone somewhere else. But (laughs) that means there's opportunity for those of you who want to play and win our sound judgment game today because we have a fabulous prize, one of the most expensive we've ever given away, worth more than $250, and you're eligible under company rules to play sound judgment if you haven't won our game in 30 days. 
So if you want a big-time prize, you're going to love great family event coming up, the Christian Film and Music Festival locally that is incredible. It's an international festival. We have special producer tickets that will give you unparalleled access. It's an unbelievable opportunity worth more than 250 bucks. You call now, 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400 for Sound Judgment. We're about to find out if there's anybody out there. Calls from dumb phones accepted. Yes, absolutely right. 407-916-5400. If we get calls, we'll play. If we don't, we'll punt. The Rush Morning Update <laughs> will be coming up later on, right after an update now on Orlando's News, Water and Traffic. Coming here in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. We are under vicious technological attack from unknown enemies here this morning. For a while, FM 102.5, we weren't even on the air. The internet went down, wiped out the text line. Now, nobody can get through on the phones. We have no calls for sound judgment. We're like hanging by a thread here, Yaffe. Yes, we are back on the air. We were having issues with that. We're back on the air. The text line is working, but now our phone line is not working. So if you try to call 407-916-5400. I tried to call, you know, on my cell phone and it was. You got a busy signal, right? Yep. All right. We're sorry. Uh, Believe me, I, I can imagine it's annoying to you. You have no idea how annoying it is here. But I worked hard coming up with the Daily Sound Judgment Game question. We got no prize to give away today. But we have one person among us here who does not know the answer to the question. So let's see if she's as smart as she thinks she is. That's Stephanie, our intrepid screener. Steph, you're going to play Sound Judgment. Are you ready? Okay, we'll see how this goes. Here we go. This is not going to waste. I worked too hard on this. (laughs) All right. We um, we board the Trump train for this morning's sound judgment game. The president has a lot of lawyers whose names are not exactly household words. But yesterday, a lawyer whose name you definitely know joined the Trump team to help defend the president in the Mueller probe. Steph, I want you to listen to some sound of this person emphatically supporting Trump at the Republican National Convention in 2016. Then use your sound judgment to name this newest member of the president's legal team. I am sick and tired of the defamation of Donald Trump by the media and by the Clinton campaign. I am sick and tired of it. This is a good man. Steph, we have no other contestants. You're ineligible for the prize, but you're a good sport. Who... Is that? Oh my gosh, that sounds so familiar. Um, I actually did a news item in it down at the six o'clock hour, but you may have been busy. Yeah, I might have been. I know you weren't busy taking calls because there haven't been any. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any idea who that is? Is that Rudy Giuliani? Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh, I Plans am smart. Well. Yes, you are. See, oh, now you're going to be just you know insufferable. Man, I'm so <laughs> I'm a little bummed. I was looking forward to using the buzzer on her. She got it right. <laughs> Use it anyway, yeah. Is the buzzer is it working? Rude. <laughs> yeah, the buzzer works. Zapper. Nothing else does this morning. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. What a morning. Steph, your mom's not a believer in your intellect. She questioned whether you'd been given the answer to our sound judgment game that only you played because the phone lines were down. I know, right? And what? She thought, what? What did she say? 
She's like, oh, they must have given you the answer ahead of time or the question. I'm you like, they didn't give totally, me anything. totally insulted, weren't you? I am. Man, your mom has no faith in you. No, they don't. They really don't. My <laughs> family doesn't. This is sad. <laughs> Jeez. Now, the, Frank, the engineer, just came in here and told me we've had all these technical problems because of the I-4 Ultimate Project. No, well, he said that Tom Brady went and cut the line. Oh, he hates the Patriots. He's a Steeler <laughs> fan. But, but a, a construction a, crew cut a yeah. line and they put it back together. Yeah, because we get our phone via fiber optics on, you know, from the Internet. So we get our phones and our Internet and a bunch of other stuff. Does that mean we're going to be able to connect with our special guest, our reporter yes. up in Gainesville, on the big story of the morning on a very serious note in the in the 8 o'clock hour, a live report on the cold-blooded killing of two Florida sheriff's deputies. We're going to be able to yes. do that. Yes, it's right all at, working now. Good, Glenn. Listen, thanks for being patient with us. Be ready to call on the on this heartbreaking story. There are so many dimensions to it. We have new information we will give you, and uh, it is all coming up. The two deputies gunned down west of Gainesville, students to stage the national walkout over guns today in schools. We were talking about that when the phones were down, and I know you were trying to call and couldn't get through. Uh, We will muddle through until 9 o'clock. On a fun note right now, as we hit the weekend... As we hit the weekend on this fun note, it is free movie Friday on Good Morning Orlando with Atom Tickets. They are back, and they are phenomenal. Here's your chance to win free movie tickets. Are you ready? Text them right now. Text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win. It's the amazing Atom's Ticket app where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. Go get those free movie tickets now. It is Free Movie Friday, and it is 7.59 on a Friday as we roll toward hour number three from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Alan with the news coming right up. Good morning to you at 7.59. Good morning, Orlando, and the top of the morning to you. So great to have you with us at 8 o'clock on a Friday, just in time for the latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, two Florida deputies are gunned down. We'll have details coming up in one minute. And we will have a live report for you, the very latest on the cold-blooded killing of these two Florida cops here on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 1025. Authorities are still looking for a motive in the murders of two deputies west of Gainesville. They were shot and killed yesterday as they stopped to get something to eat at a Chinese restaurant in the town of Trenton. That's about 35 miles west of Gainesville. Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz identified the officers as 29-year-old Sergeant Noel Ramirez and 25-year-old Deputy Taylor Lindsay. I knew both of them personally, and I can sit here in front of all of you and tell you that I loved them. Schultz called the deaths senseless. He said the shooter was found dead outside the business but wouldn't say how he died. He's identified as 59-year-old John Hynote. Condolences are being sent from Central Florida law enforcement agencies to their colleagues in Gilcrest County dealing with the tragedy. Orange County Sheriff Jerry Deming says his office is deeply saddened by what appears to be a senseless act of violence, and he has offered his full assistance. Similar sentiments were expressed by the Seminole and Polk County Sheriff's offices and the Orlando and UCF police departments. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. 
The Florida ACLU has sent a letter to all of the school districts in the state reminding them students have constitutional rights too. There's a national school walkout today to protest gun violence and Nancy Abudu at the ACLU says they don't want a repeat of what happened during last month's protest. One principal threatened to even try to refer them to teen court for some kind of truancy violation. Um, We've gotten reports that schools have actually blocked doors or access to the outside for students. However, Abudu says most of the schools in Florida stood by their students and treated the protest as a modern-day lesson in civics. Today marks a crucial deadline for displaced families from Puerto Rico. FEMA aid that allows evacuees to stay in local hotels is set to expire unless lawmakers can get an extension. A rally was held yesterday in Orange County to push for an extension until June 30th. It was eight years ago today that the Deepwater Horizon oil rig exploded in the Gulf of Mexico, sending oil and tar balls onto Florida beaches. Senator Bill Nelson says the oil industry is quietly trying to remove safety rules put in place after the disaster. And that's why I'm joining Senator Cantwell and other colleagues today in filing legislation to codify these sensible safety measures, like those designed to update the standards for blowout preventers. A blowout preventer is a device used to seal, control, and monitor oil and gas wells to prevent the uncontrolled release of crude oil and or natural gas from a well. Nelson is co-sponsoring legislation to keep oil rig safety rules in place. A Minnesota grandmother accused of killing her husband and then a woman in Fort Myers is in custody. Two federal marshals arrested 56-year-old Lois Reese last night at a South Padre Island, Texas restaurant about 27 miles from the Mexican border. Reese had been on the run since March when her husband, 54-year-old David Reese, was found fatally shot at their home in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. He's also accused in the murder of 59-year-old Pamela Hutchinson with the same gun. Detectives believe Reese killed Hutchinson to assume her identity. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. WFLA News Time is 8.06. Those stories and more online at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Alan Spector bringing us the news every Friday here on Good Morning Orlando. We've really never seen a cop killing like this in Florida that I am aware of. We've had a lot of cops who have been killed, but it always seems to have been in some kind of a confrontation with a bad guy. This is like an assassination, like a gangland hit up in Gilchrist County in a small hamlet, population 2000, of Trenton, 35 miles west of Gainesville. Uh, They're beginning to try and piece together and explain the inexplicable, frankly in this deeply disturbing story. And we're going to have a live report from our man, Forrest Smith, the news director of our Florida News Network station, WRUF in Gainesville. Uh, Now that our phone lines apparently are again working, they got cut for a while by some kind of a construction situation related to the I-4 Ultimate Project. We're not very far from the Maitland Exchange, and apparently that happened, and they've managed to uh, connect the wires again. So we're up and running. You'll be able to call and comment on uh, on this heartbreaking story this morning, and I have a lot to say about it. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, or 
Standard message and data rates apply. Right now, stay tuned for your shot at winning your share of $880,000 in cash on our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Listen now for the new keyword of the hour. Text the keyword to 200-200. You could be our next $1,000 winner. Had one recently up in Volusia County. And of course, as you always know, coming your way, we'll have an update on Orlando's news, water, and traffic for two minutes in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WF. Phone lines are back up, and um, I'm really very, very pleased that they are. We had them cut briefly because of some kind of a construction accident or or whatever or mishap on the I-4 Ultimate Project not far from our studios. This enables us to reconnect, as we did in the 6 o'clock hour, uh, for a live report in the aftermath of this, really, almost like an assassination or a gangland hit that has killed two sheriff's deputies in Gilchrist County in the... The, the, the small town of Trenton, about 35 miles west of Gainesville. And in Gainesville, uh, joining us now again is the news director for the Florida News Network station WRUF, uh, Forrest Smith. We're glad you could make time on what I know is a heartbreaking and a busy morning for you up in that area. What can you tell us at this hour, Forrest? Well, I can tell you, uh, good morning, that in Trenton this morning, that the people are still in shock, even more so than they were yesterday afternoon with the news about the shootings of uh, deputies uh, Taylor Lindsay and Noel Ramirez first broke. Uh, they've had more time to digest it. The, the uh, enormity of what has happened in the small town of Trenton is sinking into people. And this morning they're walking around saying things to our reporters like, I guess, I guess, Law enforcement has to sit in the back of the restaurant now and watch the window um, or have an emergency program on how to uh, deal with strangers who might drive up. Yeah, and and if you will, uh, Forrest, for folks particularly just joining us and because we've been on and off the air this morning with technical difficulties, please explain how all of this went down yesterday afternoon at about 3 o'clock at this Chinese restaurant in Trenton. So Officer Sergeant Noel Ramirez and Deputy Taylor Lindsay had stopped for a bite to eat. They're simply sitting there eating their, their Chinese food when some man, uh, identified as 59-year-old John Hynote, walks up to the window. They're sitting by the window and, according to law enforcement reports, shoots them point blank each through the window, killing them dead right there. Mm. He then apparently returned to his car and was found dead of a gunshot later. No official confirmation on whether he killed himself, but that seems to be the indication. But these two officers simply, you know, stopping for a quick bite to eat while they made their daily rounds of protecting the people of Gilchrist County. We've lost cops before, but I've never in Florida seen something quite like this, and it's very chilling. Do you agree this is different? Especially in a small town. You know, the, 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 the number of officers in the Gilchrist County Sheriff's Office is probably a tenth as much as the police department in Tampa, for example. And everybody knows all these folks. They're, they, 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 they go out. They see them at football games. They see them at pep rallies. They run into them at the restaurant. And everybody knows everybody. They see them at the feed store. It's a big family in Gilchrist County in Trenton. Absolutely right. Sergeant Noel Ramirez, age 29, is dead. He was married with a couple of kids. And Deputy Taylor Lindsay, age only 25, is left behind a girlfriend. Uh, there are just there are well wishes from heartbroken people all over social media. Now, on the issue of the killer, this 59-year-old John Hynote, um, I've done some research here. He has a criminal record, nothing super serious, 
but he's been in trouble with the law on and off over many, many years in many locales around Florida. Uh, the court records have him as a white male, uh, 5'8", about 126 pounds, and he resided in Bell, which that's a, even smaller than Trenton, and I think a little north of Trenton, right? That is correct. It is another small town. And uh, people in Bell will have, have known John Hynote. Uh The Florida Department of Law Enforcement is uh, laser-focusing in on Hynote today and his background and who he associated with. Any uh, idea of the motive here at all? Any idea? In fact, the, the state attorney said you may never know because of the randomness of this, if there was a motive, if it was planned, if he did have some axe to grind against either the Gilchrist County Sheriff's Office or law enforcement in general. Before you go, Forrest, uh, anything uh, that is coming up today? Do we have planned news conferences? What can you tell us? We're still waiting for the latest on that, and um, I'm sure that uh, FDLE is going to be talking a little bit later as far as the scope of their investigation, because now, after the actual crime has happened, the focus becomes the why, and that why focuses on John Hubert Hynote. Absolutely right. The news director of WRUF in Gainesville, and this is about 35 miles east of Trenton, where the... um, where the cold-blooded killing of these two sheriff's deputies occurred. Forrest Smith, thank you so much for being on with us here this morning. We do appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. In a moment, you'll hear from the Gilchrist County Sheriff posing a haunting question we all need to contemplate this morning. And um, I've never seen anything like this here in the state of Florida. It's like a gangland hit, an assassination of a couple of cops with no provocation whatsoever. Can you imagine the chilling effect that this has, not only on all law enforcement? Who's going to want to stay in this line of work that we critically need to have coverage on? Who's going to want to go into law enforcement if this kind of thing can take you out? Not a confrontation with a bad guy while you're doing your job protecting the good guys and gals. It's like a gangland hit. I've never seen this here. Let's talk about it. 407-916-5400. What is your reaction? What are the questions you have this morning? 407-916-5400. Now that the phone lines, I'm told, are working, text line 2, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. An update coming right now, though, on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. Stick around on News Radio 1025 WF. Gilchrist County Sheriff's Deputies Sergeant Noel Ramirez, age 29, married with a couple of kids, and Deputy Taylor Lindsay, age 25, with a girlfriend. They are both dead, gunned down, motive unknown, by 59-year-old John Hynote. This in Trenton in Gilchrist County, 35 miles west of Gainesville. Hynote lives in Bell, a very small town, about 10 miles north of Trenton. And again, just this past week, I heard an interview with uh, Volusia County Sheriff um, Mike Chitwood, who's always very outspoken, as you know. We're talking about, well, we need more money for more school resource officers in the wake of uh, the the school massacre in Broward County. And he says, listen, that's not going to be easy to get them because I've already got 40 positions that I can't fill here. Already you've got people who are saying, you know, I, you know, pay is not bad, benefits pretty good, um, pension plan, yeah. Uh, but I'm telling you, if this is the way it's going to be out there, and this is an, 
in advance of this, he's got 40 positions he can't fill because I think you've got people who are saying, I'm going to do something else for a living so I live a good long life. Yaffe, you had a friend who planned to go into law enforcement and chose <laughs> not to for the very issue of not being able to survive to a ripe old age. Not only did he plan it, he was in it. He was actually a cop, and he decided to quit. And he lived up in Gainesville, in that area, because he, he was thought he feared for his life. It's unbelievable. Let's listen to um, Bobby Schultz, who is the sheriff of uh, Gilchrist County. As you can imagine, he is rocked to his core. Two of his men are dead, and he poses a question that haunts me. I want you to hear it. What do you expect happens when you demonize law enforcement to the extent that it's been demonized? Every type of hate, every type of put down that you can think of. The only thing these men were guilty of was wanting to protect you and me. Absolutely right. Enough with the demonizing of the cops. What do you expect? I don't know exactly what this guy's motive was. But he obviously has a problem with cops. And you know what? Yes, occasionally, cops make mistakes, sometimes with tragic results. But I know so many in law enforcement. I talk to so many here and around town. You're the finest we've got. You're the only thing that stands between us and complete social decay and chaos. And we need you out there on the front lines. But I got to tell you, in the wake of a story like this and others, I can well understand why you might decide it's time to get out and find something else to do. Or if you're thinking about a career that you might say, man, I'd really like to do this. I feel a real calling to law enforcement to protect the good people against the bad people among us. But I also... You know, I want to raise a family, and I want to get to know my grandkids, and I think maybe I need to do something else for a living. I really worry about how that will ripple through the effort to keep cops and bring new into new cops into police forces all around the area. I really do. This is a chilling story. But what do you expect when we continue to demonize cops? Black Lives Matter, Colin Kaepernick, and a million others who essentially despise cops. I don't even know what to say beyond this and this story. I will make time for you if you have something to say based on our commentary and everything we have come to know on this horrible story that broke yesterday and dominates our conversation and our news this morning. Dead ahead, we have um, Alan Spector in for Deborah Roberts with the news on Fridays, of course, on the two deputies murdered west of Gainesville. And, of course, there is a new man in charge of NASA. Alan had a story on that earlier. If you're just joining us, you'll want to hear that as we roll on toward 9 o'clock. Stay tuned. we got Moira with Moira's Mixed Company, and she's got her show here on WFLA this afternoon once a month. You don't want to miss it. And she'll be live on the 50,000-watt front porch before we sign off at 9 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Good morning to you at 8.30. Alan Spector joins us right now as efforts continue to make sense of the senseless murder of two sheriff's deputies. What can you tell us? But authorities don't know why a man murdered two deputies west of Gainesville yesterday. 
The fallen Gilchrist County officers are identified as 29-year-old Sergeant Noel Ramirez and 25-year-old Deputy Taylor Lindsay. Sheriff Bobby Schultz says they were shot and killed as they were eating at a Chinese restaurant in the town of Trenton. We'll honor these men by doing our jobs. We will honor them by doing what we're supposed to do because that is what our Heavenly Father wants us to do because to be a law enforcement officer is a calling without question, without reservation. Sheriff Schultz called the killings senseless. The shooter is identified as 59-year-old John Hynote, who was found dead outside the restaurant. There's no word yet as to the cause of his death. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A fugitive nicknamed the Killer Grandma, wanted for murders in Florida and Minnesota, is under arrest in Texas. U.S. Marshals got a tip that 56-year-old Lois Reese was hiding out on South Padre Island. They arrested her without incident last night at a restaurant, according to the local police chief, Randy Smith. Right now she's being held in our facility, and we're working with both the Minnesota and Florida detectives to uh, best put the case together. Reese is accused of killing her husband last month in Minnesota, as well as another woman in Fort Myers, 59-year-old Pamela Hutchinson, whom police say she befriended at a restaurant before shooting her to death with the goal of stealing that woman's identity. NASA finally has a new administrator. The Senate yesterday confirmed Oklahoma Republican Congressman Jim Bridenstine to lead the space agency on a razor-thin 50-49 to party-line vote. Democrats claimed he had little management experience and questioned many of his views, including skepticism of climate change, which is a subject heavily researched by NASA. The granddaughter of Bethune-Cookman University founder Mary McLeod Bethune is facing criminal charges. 66-year-old Evelyn Bethune was arrested yesterday for stealing more than $20,000 from a Daytona Beach nonprofit for which she served as treasurer. If you're looking for a way to get fit, you might want to take a look at what's happening today at the U.S. Tennis Association's national campus at Lake Nona. Over a 1,000 players on the courts there will be burning a total of 1 million calories. It's really a strong message about the health benefits of tennis, how people can get healthy playing tennis, and also a kickoff for the whole month of May, which we're calling Play Tennis Month. So it's a great way of kicking off the, the event by showing people how powerful and how good tennis is for your health. That's tennis veteran Jim Baugh, who runs the charity Fit America. You can find out more at playtennismonth.com. I know you're a great tennis enthusiast. Love a lot it. Of folks are not aware of that fact. You're going to be out there this weekend. Yeah, they're having a special day for the media tomorrow, and they're having a tennis clinic out there, so I'm... I'll put my shorts on and uh, run down to Lake Nona for a while. Fantastic, and I think you'll have a lot of company. Sounds like a great, great weekend event. Elsewhere, Bud. Uh Uh-huh. And speaking of Bud, today is the big day of the year for the cannabis community. It is 420, April 20th. 420, on this day, marijuana enthusiasts from around the nation and the world are celebrating weed. Do you know why they celebrate weed? weed on 420? No, but I hope I'm about to find out. I have no idea. So... What? Next! You uh, know, no. what I can tell you is that, that law enforcement says, you know, that uh, they put people on notice because you know, you get a lot of people who are whacked out or get behind the wheel of the car on 420, and that's today. Yeah, the Highway Patrol with their uh, driving baked, get busted campaign. That too, absolutely. But 420 actually... Um, oh, you are going to give us the yes, answer. Yes, I was kidding. Will you stop messing with me? It's been a tough morning. Go now, ahead. There are several theories as to why 420, April 20th, is associated with smoking marijuana. One is that it was a police code 
for marijuana possession. Uh-huh. Like we have a code 420. Eh, that doesn't seem to be really true. Uh, another theory is that it comes from the Bob Dylan song, Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35. Remember that song? No. Well, they stone you when you try to... Da, da, da. Uh, but if you multiply 12 times 35, it's 420. Gee whiz, that's pretty obscure. But the most accepted theory, I believe, is that 420 started as a secret code among high schoolers in the early 1970s. A group of friends at San Rafael High School in Marin County, California, who called themselves the Waldos, would often meet at 4.20 p.m. to get high. For them, it was an ideal time. They were out of school, but their parents still weren't home giving them a window of unsupervised freedom. Very interesting. Where else are you going to find this stuff out? I don't know. Nowhere else but here when Alan brings us the news on Fridays. I'm a little concerned how much he knows about this, but... Yeah, yeah, he seems to know (laughs) a little too much. Well, speaking of marijuana, police in a Texas county aren't just blowing smoke when they talk about confiscating possibly the longest joint ever. The Fort Bend County Constable's Office posted a photo of the nearly 8-inch long blunt on Twitter with the caption, We think we set a record. Longest joint ever. It went on to praise the deputy involved in the recent arrest and said the suspect tried to destroy the evidence. Fort Bend County is about uh, 30 miles southwest of Houston. For the record, a Boston marijuana advocacy group created a doobie that was measured more than 100 feet long four months ago. All right. Any more stories like this, I won't be able to see through the blue smoke. Well, <laughs> you may uh, you may have a yen today. Some may have a yen today for fast food. And we find out that uh, America's favorite fast food restaurant is In-N-Out. What? In-N-Out Burger. Started in California, I believe. Are they big flayers here or not? There's, a, there's one in Orlando. Where? In Orlando. Look it up. I have never seen one around here. I have to. I will. How can, look that, how up. can that be the most popular fast food restaurant in the country? Well, this is according to a market force poll of more than eleven thousand consumers. Really? Yeah, they showed that burger chain in and out on top in customer loyalty, coming in second. The Culver's chain, which has locations in Orlando, yeah, that's starting to blow up here. In Orlando. Thank They're you for backing everywhere. me up. Pl- uh, followed by Five Guys. Smash Burger. Five guys should be first. My my personal favorite, Steak and Shake. Yeah, hard to beat Steak and Shake, you know, and the value. Our grandkids love Steak and Shake. Alan, thank you so much. Time for a smoke break. Yep, we're out. Okay, on the news. However, in the house, Moira. We're stealing her from Real Radio 104.1, the Phillips File. She's coming over from the dark side once a month to do her special show, Moira's Mixed Company. She's here to talk about today's show from 3 until 6 and your opportunity to be a part of it. So that is ahead, and we're also going to give a a quick commentary on our two big stories of the morning. It is all ahead, along with an update on Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So we have the uh, National School Walkout today at 10 o'clock, an hour and 15 minutes from now. School kids from all over the country are supposedly going to walk out of class at 10 o'clock to commemorate, among other things, the 19th anniversary of the Columbine Massacre at a school in Colorado, the original school massacre, many, many since then, the most recent, of course, down in Parkland and Broward County. Um, But it's all about a gun control movement here. 
And um, and the thing that's different here is that they're leaving at 10 o'clock, you know, not for, for a brief time and then back into class. We've seen with other walkouts. They're disappearing for the day, supposedly to organize efforts to pressure lawmakers into gun control legislation to register young prospective voters so when they vote they can turn people out they don't like on the gun issue and get people in there who are into gun control of one kind or another. We'll see how it all plays out. Then there is the heartbreaking story uh, of the mindless murder of these two sheriff's deputies in Trenton up in rural Gilchrist County west of... um, Sorry, west of Gainesville. It's an awful story here. President um, Trump has uh, tweeted on this, um, saying, My thoughts, prayers, condolences are with the families, the friends, the colleagues of the two. And the two are 29-year-old Sergeant Noel Ramirez. He's dead. He was married. Had a couple of kids he leaves behind. And 25-year-old Deputy Taylor Lindsay, uh, age 25, as I say, leaving behind a girlfriend and family who loves him. Uh, online, friends have been posting tributes to Taylor Lindsay and Noel Ramirez on Facebook. Here's one. It just doesn't seem real. I was just talking to you today at the store, and you were happy to be moving back to Trenton. I didn't once think that it would be our very last conversation. There really are no words. Rest easy, Taylor and Noel, and so many more like it. And the killer, motive unknown, apparently took his own life. 59-year-old John High Note. More to come on this. The 50,000-watt front porch in the afternoon of the third Friday every month is now taken over by the one and only Moira from the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. She becomes ours from 3 until 6 this afternoon for the latest installment of Moira's Mix Company. Good Welcome morning, back. bud. Thank you. So you have a topic almost anyone can relate to. Let's yeah. talk about what happens today on Moira's Mix Company. That's true. Today we are talking about... Um, weight loss, the successes and the speed bumps, and why this is something that we all relapse. You uh, and I have fought this battle. Uh, that, right. We're the yo-yo dieters. Correct. We go up, down on the scale. I've had a weight loss journey since I'm 12 years old. And I have been on every, you name a diet program, a private doctor, a national program. I've been on it. When I'm on it, it works. And then for some reason... I go off it. I get close to my goal. I'm on maintenance. I'm feeling really, you know, sharp. And and then little by little, guess what happens? That ice cream cone calls my name. Or I have that extra scoop of macaroni. Whatever it is that is your weakness. And the next thing I know, I've gained and lost the same 25 pounds over the course of my life for many, many years. So we're talking about that today. Is there any way to break the cycle? I'm sure you're going to be searching for answers today. Now let's explain what will happen today Today. on on Moira's Mix Company. Because it's kind of a two-part show uniquely. That is correct. From three to four. We are sitting in here. You're warming up my chair for me for 3 o'clock. It's red hot, baby. You better be ready. (laughs) And we do a one-on-one interview. Uh, We are talking to a hypnotherapist. We're talking to a guy who's a lawyer who's lost 100 pounds. And his success, we're talking to him. He'll be in the studio from 3 to 4. It's a one-on-one intense interview right in here. And then 4 to 6, we move over to the big studio and bam, I become Orlando's Oprah. Right. You <laughs> yeah. channel Oprah yeah. and you interview people Correct. in the audience. And, and people- we have a, st- a live studio audience, bud. We have a dais where we have people that we interview. We still have people that we're interviewing. But we then go to the 
to the studio audience and they can share their journey and they can share their stories and they can ask questions of the guests. And it is sort of the only the only game in town that does a radio show that way. Yeah, there is no other radio program that's Correct. ever been like Moira's Mixed Company. I can't think of anybody else who could pull it off. You're always great you. on the topic of the month. And this one, I think, has just very, very widespread interest for obvious reasons. Can folks be a part of your studio audience Most in your definitely. show? How do they get involved in Moira's cu- Mixed we Company? Have, we always keep a couple of seats uh, open for just this reason. If people want to come to the program, they can show up here at 2500 Maitland Center Parkway. They can come here to our studios and they can get a seat in the room. Um, it's, it's a free ticket, of course. It's not a charge or anything. Right. And they can come in here, get here about 3.30, quarter to 4, and we'll go on the air with that big studio at 4 o'clock for, for Mixed Company. So, yes, we always save a couple of seats for the listeners uh, of Bud. You can find out all about this here on our website, yes, 1025WFLA.com, keyword Moira. It is all there. I have to ask you, you, you mentioned you're going to have a hypnotherapist in on this. Correct. Uh, and, and and what is that all about? Have you, know, you used hypnosis to try to deal with your yo-yo dieting? Oh, I for the very first time, and I have been on no less than a dozen different diets. I have been, I went to a hypnotized last Friday in preparation for today. Had you been hypnotized Never. before that? No. And I was sure I wouldn't, quote, go under, end quote, with yeah. air, my air quotes. Uh, but sure enough, we went, we sort of did a, a journey to see what it is about my self-talk, what do I tell myself that gets me back to the same 25-pound gain? What do they do, regress you to age 12 or something? It's almost. (laughs) almost. I mean, you talk about things that have made an impact and imprinted on who you are inside and what it is that calls you back to gaining that weight and losing that weight over and over again. I got to tell you, I'm a believer in hypnosis. I uh, my parents sent me to a hypnotist when oh. I was a kid in junior high, middle school, and, and I, I couldn't concentrate on my studies. I had the smarts to do ah. it, but I couldn't focus, and it really helped me do that. My grades went through the roof, and it, it changed everything. So I'm a believer in this, that it can be well applied to almost any problem in the hands you, of a professional. In the last seven days, I have hearkened back to her uh, session and um, it has absolutely worked for me, and I think it'll work for the audience today. You'll be fascinated to listen to Renee Brent. So, and the headline on this is, so you're on a diet again? Again. If that oh, applies yes. to you, you'd be right here on WFLA, AM 540, FM 102.5. Today, from 3 until 6, Moira hosting Moira's Mixed Company, an opportunity to be a part of the studio audience. Learn more on the website. 1025WFLA.com, keyword Moira. Good luck for the show today. Thank you, as always, for being so supportive. Oh, it's great to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got this seat. It'll still be smoking when you sit down at 3 o'clock. Excellent, bud. Thanks. Great to have you with us, um, Moira, and great to have you with us here on WFLA and Good Morning Orlando. Hope you have a terrific weekend. I'm going to be taking care of my honey. Lindy is now 10 or 11 days since her knee replacement. She is doing great. I got to hold her down or she'll start jogging around the block. You have a great weekend for Alan bringing us the news on Fridays, for Yaffe, for Steph, and Moira, of course, the Bud Man here. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.